Hello, everyone. Blythe Bromley here with DigitalDispatch.io. And on today's show, we've got the experts and hosts from Trucking for Millennials, Aaron and Michael, to talk about hitting 100 episodes for their own company podcast and how it's helped them in other areas of their business over at PDQ America. Hope you guys enjoy. So speaking of podcasting, we're going to go ahead and bring in our next two guests, Michael and Aaron from PDQ America and their podcast, Trucking for Millennials. Let's go ahead and bring those guys in because they just hit 100 episodes and it's really, really been fun to watch the growth of this show and to watch how many different interview guests that you guys have had on. But Michael, I want to start with you because you wanted to get this podcast thing rolling and you made the decision to hire Aaron to manage it. But what was that catalyst for you that said, we got to start a podcast? Well, first, I just want to thank you for having us on the show. That's exciting. So this is cool. <laughs> live. Aaron always tries to get me to go live. It's not my favorite thing, but I just don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I, I had a previous podcast called Manufacturing Leadership uh, with another company. And uh, it was fun. I got to do interviews and things like that. But as I moved along in my career, I realized I'd made a lot of mistakes in business, whether it was management, mismanagement, people, processes, whatever it was, there's a lot of mistakes I made. And the transportation uh, industry is one that it's really not very difficult to get into, but it is very easy to get into and make a lot of mistakes. Hmm. And through, through that kind of idea generation, I thought, well, there needs to be something out there where people can learn more about how to be better at trucking, how to, if I can maybe save somebody some time or my mistakes or someone else's mistakes, if they can hear about those and it may help them in their business, I figure that's a positive. And so the idea was kind of there of like, Hey, maybe we could do a podcast or some sort like that. And, uh, you know, that was, uh, essentially kind of the, the the reason why I wanted to start a podcast was just to be able to get more information out there to better help people in the transportation and trucking industry uh, try to try to maybe not make as many mistakes as I did uh, in our early goings. I love that message because it's just such a is you're 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 teaching the value of of the lessons that you've learned that you really only learn the hard way and so you decided to to get the podcast going and then you decide to to hire Aaron to to manage it all. So what was sort of the the, the first few steps learning from a previous podcast and a previous company how how what did you guys learn and how did you apply it to the new show? Well, the, the trucking for millennials thing came from, for, for one, it, the title, the title stuck out to me because trucking for millennials is, is like a name. It says, Hey, we're in trucking. We're millennials. Everything I say on this show or the guests that I have on may not be right, but who cares? Because we're millennials. We're allowed to make mistakes. We're not, you know, a few years ago, the expectations weren't very high for millennials. So uh, it was kind of, I don't want to say it was like a cop out, but it was like saying, hey, if we make a mistake on this show, it is because we're still young and trying to figure out our way in this industry. But as I was looking through the podcast app, I noticed I would just type in trucking and there wasn't just like to your, to your point earlier, it wasn't a very saturated area uh, for podcasting. And there was a lot of room there for growth. And the idea had been on my mind for a while. And I was actually at uh, the freight waves event in Atlanta and they were going over media and things. And at that point in time was actually when I put out on LinkedIn that I wanted to hire somebody to come in and help uh, get this podcast and our media, uh, moving in a, 
in a positive direction even quicker. And that was really whenever Aaron came into the picture. And and so Aaron, with with creating the show, what was sort of did you guys map out like a content plan, or was it just sort of shooting from the hip as, as far as creating the show? Well, uh, you know, from the from the start, it was kind of like a it, it was a little bit of a mix of a both because we had conversations about okay, I want to you know, Michael was like, I want to start this podcast, trucking for millennials. I didn't know a lick about logistics, and uh, but I was intrigued because I had imagined that the trucking industry. Uh, didn't have much going on in terms of creative media and and different different types of content like that. So I thought it was forward thinking, and I always want to uh, join forces, so to speak, with forward thinking companies and individuals like Michael. So uh, when it the idea came to me, I was like, oh well, that that's awesome. And so uh, it was about a month. We were kind of talking about formats, getting music together, getting you know what what are we gonna do? Like, what does it look like now that this is becoming a real thing? And then it was about it was about a month, and the Great American Trucking Show in 2019 was coming up in Dallas, which is about two hours away from us. And so we just said, hey that sounds like a good place to launch a podcast maybe. So we were like, what do we got to do to get the essential bits, you know, together? We can uh, connect with people in the industry, promote the podcast in it where a lot of industry professionals are going to be. And so we got some uh, business cards put together just to, you know, to hand out. And then we started hosting, we, we started recording shows, probably the first five or six episodes at that show with people we had never met before. We were just, Hey, you're in trucking, you know, uh, uh, Ellen Boyer, for example, she, she was really, really nice and came by the, the booth. Oh, wow. That That's a hell of a first guest. Yeah. 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 So like <laughs> it was her and, uh, Marcus Cooksey, uh, was there. We met wow. him there. We met so many great people. Dooner. I tweeted Dooner. I tweeted yeah. Tim Dooner, uh, like a day before the show and was like, I was just like, I don't know, uh, maybe he'll say what's up. And he was like, yeah, when do you want me to come by? I was like, okay, this is great. So uh, it just kind of snowballed from there. We're like, okay, I think we got something. And then from there, it was just kind of distribution. So that's kind of how it how it launched off. Mm -hmm. I love that story because it's. I feel like conferences are still such an untapped market. I mean, obviously, over the last year, it's been a little difficult to get you know in-person interviews, especially at a conference. But it's one of the few instances where you have all of sort of industry leaders in one place, and you can get all of them on one show. I, I feel like so many more podcasts need to to be out there doing that. So kudos to you guys for for really launching your show with a bang. But now that you've you've crossed that threshold of the triple digits, you've reached a hundred episodes just recently. What do you think that you've learned the most out uh, after creating a hundred shows? <laughs> Go ahead. Consistency. Yeah. Uh, you know, whether it's, it's Aaron pushing me or Aaron pushing me to do the podcast <laughs> and Hey man, we got to get this in this week. Uh, it's, it's been, it's been a fun ride. And if you would have asked me, we would be at a hundred shows. I would have probably said, yeah, eventually, but the fact that we're, we're here now and, and we've, we've talked with that many guests and we've had that many folks on the show and, and done it week after week after week. It's, it's almost just become a part of my life. Like, uh, you know, eating dinner. It's like, Hey, I know once a week I've got to do this. Um, and, and at this point now it's, it's been fun because we have people reaching out to us who want to be on the show. 
Uh, we it, we don't have any issues reaching out to guests or potential people. Whereas our, in our early goings, people are like, you know, what is this about? Why do you want to talk to me? Uh, <laughs> so it's it's been it's been a lot easier. And I, I would just say from the uh, from hitting the triple digits, something that I learned was just to stay consistent, and you got to have fun with it. Don't don't like get burned out. And in those moments that you're not really wanting to do it, you just got to push through them. And remember that you don't do this for yourself. You do it for others. You do it to put good information out. It's not about you. Uh, but at the end of the day, it is fun to to know that there's folks out there who want to hear whether it's what you have to say or the, pe- the people that we have on our show. I agree completely because I think consistency is the hardest part of any kind of content creation. Do you guys have any sort of like a secret sauce or do you just, as far as keeping that consistency, is it like a set day of the week that you are absolutely recording no matter what? <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I wish I, I could share like the, the whole, you know, blueprint game plan. But the, the thing is, it's, a you know, we, we do a podcast, but we also have a trucking company and freight brokers that we're <laughs> trying to run every mm-hmm. single day. So it, Just it a little side it, hustle. It, yeah. So, it, you know, that that's really the top priority. The podcast is just kind of the cherry on top. Um, but, you know, it so so we are always balancing, you know, my schedule with Michael's schedule with the guest schedule if we have a guest. And so it can be a challenge, but at the same time, it's really just looking ahead and 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 saying, okay, well, if you're going to be gone, you know, next week, or if I'm going to be gone for this part of the week, and you're going to be gone, you know, it, it's just a matter of you know keeping track of what's coming down the pike, and um, you know, planning ahead. You know, it's just planning ahead from there. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, a hundred weeks in a row, you know, we're we've been able to get on here and uh, share what we've learned or share the stories of other uh, logistics professionals throughout the industry. And it's just a matter of, you know, I've always got a few lines in the water and a few great people to connect with that. If we need somebody in a pinch, we can, but we don't really put a lot of pressure on ourselves either because uh, Michael and I can talk trucking every day because we do it every day. So it's no problem for us to just, uh, Hey, let's just talk about some of these articles, these industry topics that are happening and just Mm -hmm. get it done. You know, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's only an hour out of the week. And so, uh, it's provided such you know great opportunity to meet and learn uh, that it just makes a lot of sense to just go ahead and you know keep on trucking. And then you guys eventually started adding a video component to to the show. You have this fancy new you know studio space. W- was that sort of a that was that that next level progression that you made in the show? Because I think people see shows like yours and they're like, wow, I you know there's no way I could you know start something like that. Look at how good their show looks. It, it was a slow progression for you guys, or or did you always sort of have this vision that this is w- this is the look that you wanted? I think it's kind of like, hey, what do we have in that closet over there that we can put behind <laughs> us, whatever? So, like, this is actually our trade show booth that we use uh, as our backdrop. So, it doubles as a 10 by 10 <laughs> uh, space at a trade Love show. It. So, we, we use that, and we're actually, we've been removed from our, our studio. It still looks like we're in it, but we're actually going to be moving into a new office in August. So, we're we're kind of misplaced right now. We're in a small room where the air conditioner is freezing sometimes it actually feels pretty good. Sometimes you could hang meat in this office. 
<laughs> but you're, you're finding ways to make it work and you're keeping that consistency, which I think is yeah. one of the more important lessons for any creators out there. And, and when I tell other companies the value of starting a podcast, they usually start with, with two questions and they're usually panicked questions because they say, who is going to manage all of this and what's going to be the ROI? Did you guys initially ask those questions yourself or do you, do you have the answers to those questions now? So when, when I first started, that was a question that I had asked Michael, just like, what, you know, who do we want to connect with and, and, and what is the, the prime motiva- motivation? Are we trying to get new freight opportunities from this podcast or are we just trying to enrich the logistics industry? And, and we, we kind of, especially at the start, uh, you know, I got word from Michael of just kind of like we got into agreement of let's just put it out there and see what happens and, and, and roll with it, see who we can connect with and, and really make it more kind of carrier focused and and more like trucking business focused instead of uh you know really trying to reach out to customers and 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 use it in that in that format just to get it get get an audience established you know the people who want to talk trucking are the people who are in trucking so that made a lot of sense and so uh that's kind of the 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 first step for us was just saying okay well that's the audience we want to build. Let's go after them. So let's connect with some more carriers. Let's connect with, um, you know, former DOT uh, officers. Let's connect, you know, they might not want to talk to them, but <laughs> maybe after the, <laughs> after they have a show, you know, they, they, they want to, they're, they're more warm. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it, it kind of started off that way. And then the cool thing with the podcast too, is that we can always shift and pivot and, and, and change, you know, it's our show. So um, we're excited. We're going to have an, uh, a, a shipper that we work with, uh, on the, on the show here pretty soon to talk about, you know, what their needs are and, you know, share what, you know, is important to them. And then that'll hopefully build our relationship to a greater extent and use this as a tool f- to connect with, uh, customers as well. But, you know, it's never, uh, I think the, the wrong way to do it is to be like, okay, well, I'm going to expect this shipper or expect this person to give back something to me of monetary value because I just had them on a podcast. That's kind of the wrong approach. We do it. You know, the purpose of the podcast is to enrich the trucking community, uh, connect with some great people, learn as much as if not more than we teach on the show, and then just go from there and, and see what opportunities come about from there. And opportunities have definitely come about in, mm-hmm. in a myriad of ways. I mean, uh, different conversations talking about ROI is just, I mean, uh, greater insight into, you know, business, uh, systems and practices that we have put in place, new things to think about based on the stories and, um, you know, uh, challenges that other people have come about uh, of just like, Oh, that, we oftentimes we'll wrap the podcast and then we'll go to our team and be like, Hey, we just talked about this and we (laughs) might need to think about that. And so these are the type of ROI that is, you can't really expect, uh, but inevitably do come about because you're talking with people that know their stuff. And so it just, you know, it's just like any kind of a brainstorming session or if you have a meeting or, or what have you get people in the room and then all of a sudden you've got a a new idea or a new approach or a new insight that you can take away and then apply. Mm-hmm. I, what I did, what I have noticed with a lot of your shows, and it, you just spoke on it about having a, a you know a customer come on in the future, or or maybe they're not a customer yet. Maybe you're hoping that they are, but I, I've noticed that you guys don't necessarily have a lot of customers on. Is that by by a conscious choice? Did, did you want to make sure that you, you focus on other areas first, more informational areas? 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, it was a conscious choice, you know, to, at, at the beginning and and up until now of just saying, okay, well, let's 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 take this to the carrier side of more of the carrier side of the industry, and figure out how you know we can maybe you know we we promote PDQ America through the uh, avenue of the podcast in a way, and so we welcome any carriers that want to you know become a part of our network and uh, maybe work with us uh, through the brokerage, uh, and, and really just get a better understanding of how we can improve our carrier relationships through connecting with other people in the industry, if it's carriers or if it's, you know, people in brokerage too. So, you know, there's, there's, there's various, it's also who's interesting and who's, you know, who are we learning from and who do we want to, you know, pick their brain, so to speak. And people who we are inspired by of like, okay, well, if this person's, you know, got a lot of experience in like, like, uh, you know, building a brokerage. They've ran a brokerage for 30 years or uh, what have you. It's like, there's always something to talk about and to take away that we can, we can take a, take away and apply to our business. So um, just because we are, we're not specifically focused on customers uh, as far as interviewing them um, doesn't mean that we don't get return on these conversations that directly apply to them. I love that because then you're you're leading with that, like you said earlier, with that information informational and educational approach first versus you know maybe just strategically setting up an interview with a customer that you would like to have in the future. I, I think that 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 is a really smart way to lead the show. Now, as far as once you create the show, after you're done recording, are you guys handling all of that editing in house, um, the distribution of the show? What does that, or are you outsourcing it maybe to a marketing agency? What does that that process sort of look like for you guys? Are you guys handling everything? I handle all the editing, uh, produce the podcast and everything. Uh, and then up until recently, uh, we're going to start promoting the podcast to a, a greater level and really just amping up our marketing a little bit. So um, outsourcing, I, I've, we've definitely used uh, different graphic designers and different folks throughout the the length of the podcast for, I mean, I think our first, our first cover art was like, Oh yeah. Not, not what it is today. And uh, it's because <laughs> I made it. And so, you know, uh, you know, as you, as you, as we grow and evolve, the podcast grows and evolves and it's like, okay, there's a better person to, you know, uh, take this visually. And so anything that I have a weakness in, recognize it and then say, okay, this could be strengthened if I let just somebody else handle it. And so I handle all the audio stuff. Cause I know that, um, but as far as, you know, some of the visual elements, that kind of thing, um, let somebody else handle that, that kind of thing. But there's a, there's a freelancer for everybody out there to, I mean, you could really just record some audio and let somebody else handle all of it. Mm -hmm. I, I, I love that approach because I've always really been drawn to your graphics that, that you put out on, on social media and speaking of social media, because you're not just podcasting, you're very, very active out on Instagram, out on LinkedIn. Do you switch up your posting strategy depending on the platform or is it really just focused on, on the podcast? Yeah, I think, I mean, we definitely switch it up based on the platform. I mean, you wear your suit on LinkedIn and you wear your mullet on Instagram. It's, <laughs> you know, uh, it's, that's, uh, we, but we keep it that way. I mean, we like to have fun over on Instagram, but on LinkedIn, we do like to keep it more business. I mean, this has been a conversation Aaron and I've had countless times in that we, we don't feel like we do enough when it comes to promoting the show and promoting our business on 
on these channels. It's it's almost like we've almost became more of just an information center for for trucking companies and for others in the industry. And we're really okay with that. Uh, when it comes to that ROI that you were talking about, uh, you know, we never set out to have so many people watching our show or to be able to get this much return on value. I think what you really had was two guys who just enjoyed podcasting and interviewing people. And we just wanted to make it part of our everyday job. I love that because I mean, obviously you guys are very forward thinking when it comes to your marketing strategy. I mean, hell, there's not that many companies that even have a podcast right now, not to mention that everything that you're doing in addition to the podcast as along with running a business. Now, are there any, you know, sort of future, I guess, maybe marketing campaigns or strategies, maybe some platforms that you would like to dip your toe in, in addition to LinkedIn and Instagram? One thing, one thing about uh, the podcast too is that you know you know this blithe of just like content pillars, and so one thing about the podcast is that it is a pillar piece of content that we can utilize in a lot of different ways. And then we've got other things like an email newsletter, or if it's blog posting, or you know just take your pick from what it is, uh, and then the distribution after the fact. So the cool thing about trucking for millennials at this point is that we've got it in our weekly schedule. It is it is consistent, and we've you know kind of got the machine running. Now it's about okay, we're we're focusing on okay, what's another pillar that we can develop and start creating to do you know to take it to this you know one hundred weeks of consistency because we know that once we can you know really firm up what it is and and take it that long with the discipline uh, and the, and the 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 attention to quality, then you know we have some return. Due to us, you know what I mean, because we're going to be providing great information. So, so um, you know that that that's kind of one aspect of that. But then, mm-hmm. um, you know, one thing that we are going to start doing here soon is getting into TikTok a little bit of just like, hey, just, that was my next question. <laughs> yeah. So, so like that. That's another thing of like, you know, it, it's about the time, right? Like, you gotta you gotta edit it a, a particular way or or what have you. You gotta you know uh, schedule the time for that. So. Uh, we want to get the episodes of the podcast out there and for the trucking community on TikTok and, you know, uh, be, have a, have an actual presence there. So that's one thing that we're, uh, developing and you'll, you'll see PDQ America, uh, and trucking for millennials on there here pretty soon, but, uh, that's one. And then we've got some other stuff cooking. So. That's awesome. Good for you guys. I'm glad you're you're jumping into the trucking TikTok world because it's it's really fun. I'm I'm you know sort of a uh, a lurker. I, I I watch. I don't publish as much as I would like to, but it just goes back to just trying to find out what fits into your daily routine, your weekly routine, and all that jazz. Now you, you guys are are avid you know sort of a I guess students of the industry, students of podcasting. Are there any creators out there either within the industry or outside of the in- industry that you really admire? Blythe Brumleaf. Yeah, Brian. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> we talked about that before the show, so the check is in the mail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, man, I'm trying to think. I mean, Dooner was definitely one who oh, just yeah. kind of paved the way in the logistics side of like media and saying, hey, you can have fun doing this. You can have a conversation with all these different people. And uh, I mean, and he was able to do it on a large scale. Freightways gave him a great stage to be able to do that. And if anyone's ever captured their audience and the the opportunity, it was definitely him. And so, uh, you know, I mean, I, I could sit here and say that 
you know, may, maybe it's Jimmy Fallon or maybe, it, you know, it's somebody that does interviews that it's, it's exciting to watch them and we model ourselves. But really, I think Aaron and I just come in here and try to be ourselves every single day. I think there's other people that have done this that are obviously motivating because you think to yourself, well, if they can do that, I can do that myself. Uh, but uh, really, I, I, I don't really just think I have anybody all, like that. I just say I really want to be like them. Um, I think Aaron is a great example of someone I try to like be more like and whenever it comes to podcasting and having fun uh, with this. So, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, Tim Dooner's cool. Aaron's cool. I think there's some there's some pretty cool media people in our industry, Blythe, your, yourself included. I, I know we could probably have another show after this if you wanted to talk football. I, I told myself <laughs> that up today, but. That was one of the things I looked in my notes and I'm like, dang, I didn't ask any football questions, but, but we're coming up on that time. So we'll have to bring you guys back when, when football season starts. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, where can people follow more of your work? Where, what can we expect in the future for, for trucking for millennials? At PDQ America on everything, uh, PDQ America, <laughs> YouTube, uh, subscribe, please. That would be awesome. Uh, and then, you know, PDQ America.com. I'm on LinkedIn, Aaron Dunn, Michael's on LinkedIn. Uh, and then as far as future trucking for millennials, I mean, uh, we've got another guest uh, that we'll be recording with tomorrow and that'll come out uh, soon. And then uh, we've got another guest lined up. So, I mean, we're just going to keep doing it. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, and then, and then, you know, hopefully I, I've got a show. I got, I got a, a show idea. I got a pitch to you that just reminded me. So it's exciting. Uh, we got some, <laughs> got some new ideas and things to just like figure out how we can, we can change it up and make it a little bit more dynamic. Always trying to up level, you know? Awesome. Well, I I love to hear it. I love to see it. It's been really wild watching your guys' growth and, and journey. So congrats again on 100 episodes. And I'm looking forward to watching the next 100. Anybody who's interested in, in catching any of your shows, I'll be sure to link to in the show notes to make sure that you are subscribing because it's some of the best content in the industry and even outside of the industry. So great job, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Vlad. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. As always, you can find each show I publish along with more insight over on my website, digitaldispatch.io. If you like this podcast, then I think you'll love another show that I host, Cyberly, which covers the attention economy, B2B marketing, tech, and how it all ties into the world of logistics. That show airs every Thursday from 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live on FreightWaves TV. There are also some links to my social media accounts along with my products and services that might be of interest to you. You can find them in the show notes or again over on my website at digitaldispatch.io. If you found this episode interesting and or entertaining, be sure to share it with a friend. Word of mouth is the best kind of marketing and since podcast discoverability has and remains an issue in this medium, I trust and rely on folks like yourself that will share it with those who would also find it useful. Until next time, my name is Blythe Bremleve and I will see you real soon.